0: every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
1: to keep this fucking mic so low, B. This motherfucker's hot. Yeah! You don't want to switch mics? You want to switch mics? <laughs> Why you want to switch mics, B? I had a lot of fun doing this shit earlier. What do you mean? All right. oh,
2: Jesus fucking off. Uh,
1: that's how you work in construction and make a living. <laughs> what a dick move, sorry. Is that a little better? Yeah, I I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, is this one? Is this one? All right. Is this a little less hot than the other fucking mic? All right, cool. Oh, dude, I had to ride twos and threes, b. Like when the when the chick when oh my god, what an asshole. When the uh when the when the host got up at first, she was like. It's like, oh, shit. It was like up to five. I usually started low, and she was like, nah. I ran up and changed the, in fact, that should go up now. In fact, so these people can hear themselves, because I'm standing on stage right now, and I can barely hear myself. Sorry. I always hate when they do that shit. Fuck you, man. I'm trying to run this shit. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you get it.
3: Hello, everybody! Happy, happy Friday the Thirteenth! Uh, as you can see, we've got quite the uh, lucky uh, crowd numbers here today. <laughs> but there's uh, many people are saying that there's like a million people watching on the podcast. I think, right? It's something like, I even heard somebody say maybe two million, something like that. I don't know. It could be, could be tens of millions. I don't know. It's a lot, though. I, uh, so welcome, this is Pam-tastic Comedy Clubhouse, I uh, I am not Pam, uh, I'm just filling in, I'm the host for tonight, my name's Max Moachanin. this is the, f- oh thank you, I, uh, this is the first time I've ever done a comedy show where the host pronounced my last name correctly, so and I've hosted three shows before, no. <laughs> I, uh, my last name sounds funny because it's Serbian, Uh is a country in Eastern Europe for those of you who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis, you know. I call that a Djokovic. <laughs> Djokovic is a Serbian word for comedian. It's, it's not, but you were like, maybe, it could be. May, I don't know. Uh, now, a lot of people, like when I tell people my last name's Serbian, a lot of times people will be like, oh, they started World War I. And I'm just like, yeah, they were trendsetters, you know? Like, back then people were like, World War, that's, that's not even a thing. And we were like, well, it's, uh, it's gonna be a thing. The whole world's gonna be on board with this idea, just you, just you wait and see. And then twenty-three years later, the Germans started their own world war. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, I told that joke to a bunch of Carlos Mencia fans, and they were like, "Hey, that's good. I'll use that. I think I'll take that. <laughs> I'm gonna use." You said it was pronounced Moachinine? Is that? How? Um. So I. Uh, let's see. You guys just went and got food. How? Uh, where'd you guys go? Tacos. Tacos. All right. Was it good? Would you say tacos are your favorite food? Yeah. OK, all right, tacos are good. I, uh, I like raisins. I'm a big fan. <laughs> raisins are a lot like kind old ladies. Like they may be dry, wrinkly, and commonly associated with irregular bowel movements. But they're also incredibly sweet, don't you think? <laughs> you know what I don't like is uh, unsweetened cocoa powder. Unsweetened cocoa powder is a lot like an attractive young woman who isn't getting what she wants. Like, it may look good, but it is bitter. (laughs) That's working so far. It's a new joke. (laughs) Some of you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty shy. Like, I don't even know why I'm up here talking, to be honest. Like, I uh, I know that I'm shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently. And I met everybody for the first time like i didn't i didn't reunite with anybody you know like i had to i had to introduce myself to people at my high school reunion. that was awkward. People have to gossip about like stereotypes of those things like the nerd, the jock and stuff but they they couldn't do that with me because I didn't have one. They had to give me one i was uh I was the new guy at the reunion like that, that doesn't even make any sense you know but uh a lot of my old classmates were married, like 28 years old, already married. I don't know why, but that's that's what they did, you know. And uh, a lot of the women didn't take their husband's last name, which is great, you know. It's a real slap in the face to our male-dominated society. If you ignore the fact they're just keeping their father's name, right? Like, a, It's like, nice try, ladies, but we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while. You're not going to just turn this ship around in one generation. We're... We're prepared, you know, we are, we're ready for you. Uh, is that what it's like? It's like, hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist, so I'm keeping my father's name. <laughs> he knows best after all. Uh, I don't know, is that, is that offensive? Like sometimes I say, hey, they're just keeping their father's name, and people are just like, how dare you? How dare you point that out? Like, <laughs> and then uh, I had a one time where someone was like, hey, I really like that reference you made to father knows best. And I was like, what's father knows best? Like, I don't <laughs> Apparently I've been referencing like a 1950s TV show and I, I didn't even know it, you know? Like, my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity, guys. It's it's a big, uh, it's a pretty big deal, I think. I think we're all very excited about it. Um, let's see. So I uh, I work here in San Francisco. I work for that company Fitbit, but I don't even wear a Fitbit, so that's pretty awkward. Like, you thought my high school reunion was bad. I don't know, people just stare at me all the time. They're just like... Oh my God, he doesn't even know how far he's walked. Like I bet he, I bet he couldn't even ballpark it, you know. And I feel like every time I show up to work, it's like I've committed a faux pas. Working at Fitbit, and now we're in a Fitbit's like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Everybody stares at you disapprovingly, and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's that's an AA twelve-step joke. Anybody here in AA? All right, way to stay anonymous. Yeah. I do uh, like data stuff, so it's a lot of math. I, uh, I'm a big math fan. Like I, I'm enough of a math fan that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the Matrices. Uh, like, like, I'll tell you, like I, I haven't seen the second Matrix. I've only seen the first and third Matrices. I skipped a step. Like I'm like the underpants gnomes. I went from one to three. No South Park fans there. Right. <laughs> All right, I will move on then. <laughs> it's not funny that nobody laughed at my joke, guys. Like, <laughs> All right, I, uh, so Valentine's Day just passed, right? Not, not really, but when I wrote this joke, it had just passed, and everybody was like, wow, this is unbelievable. Like, earlier he was talking about father knows best. Now he's talking about something that happened yesterday. Like Such range, you know, such range. So after, after work on Valentine's Day, I went straight to a gay bar. I left straight too. Like I I didn't switch sides just to increase my odds. I'm not I'm not Kevin Durant, all right? <laughs> yeah, that joke never works in the Bay Area. Like people are just like, how dare you make fun of the Warriors, you know? That's you know, I don't know. I just didn't like how he joined the team that beat him. Like is he is he playing basketball or Red Rover, you know? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So I uh This past summer I went to Lake Tahoe and I, uh, I forgot to bring sunscreen though. So I had to buy some, I went to a gift shop. I, uh, I found some, I picked it up, I looked at the label and it said it had the scent of sunshine and I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, like, I've never gone outside on a hot summer day. and been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. You know, like that's what I'm talking about. Like I, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this'll, this'll suffice. Or, like, I'm never like, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll, (laughs) you'll burn your nostrils. Be careful. And isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? Like, that's weird, right? Like, that'd be like if they made raid that smells like bugs or baby scented condoms. I don't (laughs) know. That'd be weird for a number of reasons. I don't know if I would buy that. (laughs) All right. I, uh, so I was, the other day I went, I was walking through uh, North Beach or whatever, and I got like this, I was in front of a Scientology building, and there's <laughs> something, uh, somebody else telling jokes? Now what are you laughing at? <laughs> All right, but uh, I was basically they gave me a thing for like a free personality test. So I got a deal on it, you know, it's free. But uh, but I don't like believe in that stuff. Like I don't believe in horoscopes either. Like recently this lady was telling me, she's like, I'm a Virgo, so I'm intense and serious. And I was like, well, I'm a tourist, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006. <laughs> all right, I am going to stop there, and I'm going to start to introduce the rest of the comics. Uh, you guys excited? All right. All right, so your first comic, I believe, is all here all the way from Santa Cruz. Everybody, please welcome Cree Powell.
4: Thank you, Max. What's up, Muni Radio? You guys, happy to be here, obviously. Dude, there are so many fucking people here, you guys. You have no idea. Uh, Germany or whoever's listening right now. This show is hot. It's packed. Uh, almost as hot as my Facebook Messenger inbox. Did you guys know that that's a dating app now, apparently? I didn't realize I was signed up for a dating app, but apparently if you are on Facebook Messenger, strangers can message you from anywhere in the world, at any fucking time of the day or night, it's just like casting out a crab pot for lonely dicks. They just float in, just like, hey, are you in uh, Oakland or where? You're like, I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I, I don't know who the fuck you are. So the thing that I started doing is like, there's a button now at the bottom of the screen where you can request money. So if someone I don't know is like, hey, what's up? I just immediately request five dollars for them, and they get pissed and they're like. Why are you requesting money from me? And I'm like, why are you requesting attention from a stranger? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't, I'm not into that. Like, that's like exactly what like all of this like, Me Too thing is about. It's like, leave us the fuck alone. If we don't want to talk to you, don't talk to us. But my, my male friends are like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel safe, you know? Like, I don't know what you guys want, but I feel like I'm, you know, I can't just talk to a woman I'm not attracted to without being accused of sexual harassment, Cree. And I'm like, first of all, you're not talking to women that you aren't attracted to, so scratch that fucking bullshit off your list of complaints because everybody knows that's garbage. It's why I have a sense of humor because nobody would fucking talk to me until I grew a reason, because I don't have these ones. Um, but it's not, like, we're not asking a lot, you know? Like, ladies, like, all we're asking of men is like this, okay, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. If you see a woman that you're attracted to and you don't know if the feeling is mutual, just cut your dick off. Like that's all we're asking. Just slice that thing off. Then maybe send a picture. You know. So like we know what we're dealing with, but also we know we're safe. You know. That's all we're asking. It's not. It's not a big deal. You know. I'm in a relationship, so it's like especially it's like, dude, leave me alone. Like um, I'm in a long-term relationship. Anyone else? Long-term relationships. We're out there. You're out there. Lost at sea. Not married. Not done yet. Just, just just hanging, you know, just hanging out. It's great. Uh but it's like uh, we're codependent. That's like what, you know, that, that's that's what's going on. It's uh it's not a good way to like define your relationship though. So I was thinking like let's move past this, you know? So I thought about starting a support group for codependent people. If anyone thinks that they could help me out with that, um I would really appreciate it cuz I <sighs> it sounds like a lot of work and I'm not really uh not really I don't. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. I, I need. I need somebody. I need somebody to. I need somebody to help me get that off the ground. I guess that's what I'm saying. Uh, there's a relationship that's codependent that I like to watch. It's the relationship between the president and the attorney general, Trump and Sessions. That's a fucked up codependent relationship. It was a very abusive situation, but um, you know, Jeff Sessions is standing by his man. He's like. He's like, yeah, this is a great opportunity for me. I'm 105 years old, so I'm gonna die in office. But apparently, this is a great opportunity for me. All right, dude. Like, so what's going on there? You know, like one of two things probably is going on when these types of relationships are occurring. Uh, potentially, Sessions had a bad relationship with his father. That's one. That's one option. Or maybe, like you know, maybe Donald Trump just has a really nice dick. You know, the kind of dick you don't walk away from. That's you kind know, of you stick around for that. You know. I guess what I'm saying is I, I want to see the president's dick at this point. It's like, and I think, I think we're gonna. Like, <laughs> there's a good chance that we're gonna see that. Like, if Donald Trump was able to get Barack Obama to show us his birth certificates, like, we're gonna be able to get that dude to show us his dick. We just have to claim that we don't think that it actually exists. Like, if enough of us go on Twitter, he's gonna tweet out a dick pic, and I'm sorry, but it's gonna happen. It's, it's a bummer. So uh, my boyfriend and I went through a rough patch recently because uh, his cat died and um, he was more sad about it than I was because I killed it. Um, So uh, he fucking loved this cat so much, you know, such a such a like such a cute little kitty. He loved it so much and it pissed me off because we've been together for almost nine years and uh, he's never bought me a single piece of jewelry. But that cat shit in a box of crystals every day just shitting on my hopes and dreams so i left the door open one day cat got out he was an inside cat but he got hit by a car and now he's an inside out cat (laughs) but you know what guess who the cutest one in the house is now (laughs) me inside out cats not allowed on the bed you know they don't make pills for the kind of worms that inside out cats dealing with these days so uh good for me i quit drinking um Quit drinking recently and uh, that sucks. Don't do that. I I definitely don't recommend it Um, If you quit drinking you learn things about yourself. You didn't want to learn like um, apparently uh, You can just get headaches For no fucking reason like sometimes you just wake up and feel like shit and you're like, why do I feel like shit? No reason No reason at all. I'm just gonna be kind of tired until I die. I guess that's that's what sobriety is I don't know. Keep drinking, I guess, is what I'm saying. I'm not crazy about jewelry, though. Like, uh, they say that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but diamonds never tried to fuck my boyfriend when I went out of town for the weekend. So that doesn't check out. The concept of it is ridiculous, too. It's like, hey, baby, if I buy you a tiny tiara, you can wear it on your finger and not have sex with anyone else until I die. Uh, Yeah, my future for jewelry? Absolutely. Like, let's, let's continue this tradition. This is great. Absolutely. I did go to Planned Parenthood um, to get my vagina appraised. Um, try to see what I'm working with there. Uh, they, uh, they gave me a seven. I was like, seven out of 10? Damn. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And they were like, no, you have seven strains of HPV. Uh, you, you need to come back here every week for the next three years until we figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we gotta keep Planned Parenthood around, right? It's important. It's important to keep that. Um, Like I've never had an abortion, but like at this point I think it's probably time for me to go in for like a cleaning, you know? (laughs) Like (laughs) there's a lot of shit that's been going on in there that uh, is not a baby, but I don't know. Like, do you guys know what a scoby is? (laughs) Yeah, that joke's for you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. If if, uh, If I can't go to Planned Parenthood anymore, I'm gonna have to start selling my eggs at the farmer's market again. And that's not a good place for me. Uh, You can see a lot of my genetic deficiencies in the sunlight, so it's not the right place. Um, You know what's never happened? Nobody's ever left a Coke dealer's house and thought, I should spend more time with that guy. That's a good guy. (laughs) I wanna hear more of his thoughts. Oh man. So uh, you guys shop at Grocery Outlet, you know what that is? Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. It's It's like the 4chan of grocery stores. (laughs) Like, you go in there, and you're like, I'm going to see some shit in here. Oh, Cadbury makes mac and cheese? I'm not sleeping tonight. I thought I was going to sleep tonight, but I guess I'm not. They have a product there that, uh, well, it told me more about myself than it told me about itself, you know, when you, like, interact with something and that happens. Um, It really fucked me up. It's uh, orange dreamsicle-flavored hummus. Hummus is dessert now, y'all, so... We did this to ourselves, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, we did this to ourselves. When I saw that, I was like, fuck, man. Like, how hot is the girl that came up with orange dreamsicle hummus? Then nobody told her that that was the worst fucking idea that anyone has ever had. Like, that's a hot, hot girl. Like, not only was she like, we're gonna support your stupid idea, but somebody financed her dream to make dessert hummus for the world. Like, nobody's financing my dreams. Like, that's a hot girl, you know? If anything, like, I'm not orange dreamsicle hummus girl, and I get that, you know? Like, if anything, I'm like, I'm Sabra hummus girl, you know? Like, you can bring me to a party and walk away, and you're not gonna check back over there, you know? It's like, I'm I'm plain, but, like, you know, if you stick a baby carrot in me, you're not gonna regret it, you know? Like, that kind of hummus situation. Um, I don't have any more jokes. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to end on. And uh, let's uh, give it back to Max.
3: Hey, all right. Uh, are you guys looking forward to seeing Donald Trump's dick, I guess? That's kind of all right. Well, if you're not looking forward to that, then you're going to be looking forward to seeing our next comic, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst intro. I could get. <laughs> right. no, but it's, uh, he's here all the way from Boston. Please welcome Joe Medoff.
5: Yes. Uh, me and people who want to see Donald Trump's dick. Very, very few uh, interlapping audiences. Is That's it. I don't know. Uh, so I learned something new the other day. I learned this. Apparently cold, cold shrinks things. Heat... Heat makes things expand. Have you heard this? It's like a science law or whatever. you know? I don't know if I believe that or not, because my grandfather was exposed to a lot of heat, and now he can fit in an urn. <laughs> and it killed at the eulogy, so I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I just got into town from Boston. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Boston, uh, which never gets applause, and you're right to Whoa. not give it applause. No, that's not. Is me agreeing with you? It's a terrible <laughs> place. It's no, it's weird. I don't know. It's hard to be from Boston. It, like it thinks it's the center of the universe. The Departed and all that. Like it's like it's so towny. Like I went to Los Angeles recently to see some of my friends. That was hard. It was hard to leave because. Like, it's L.A. I was nervous because they're all actor, actressy, showbiz types. Like, they're they're all hot. They're all hot out there in L.A. And we're so not that way back home in Boston. We're very ugly. We're very ugly people. Like, I think it's why we like Tom Brady so much. Not because of the football. He's just the first symmetrical person we've ever seen. He showed up on our TV one day. We were like, Ma! Ma, get in here! This guy don't look like a potato had a stroke! Like... I don't know You guys had weird weather here? the weird weather? It's strange yeah. same, same thing back home It's been like storm, snowstorms every week At least a couple degrees Or like high High 50 or above I don't know It's super weird I think we live in the golden age Of global warming I don't think global warming Is going to get any better Than it is now Because it's going to come for us But for now it's like Hey sure it's fucking it. Why not? Like this is the global warming I'm going to tell my grandkids about You know? I'm going to be like, all right, now listen up, Zio, or whatever your stupid fucking future name is. Now, I, I, I know global warming is bad now, but you got to believe me. Back when I was your age, it was like 60 degree days in January. It was awesome. And I know we live in a life draft, but I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Now, go eat your nothing. Because there's no more food. I know. I took a took Spirit to get here. It took Spirit Airlines. Anyone else here take Spirit Airlines? All right. If you don't know what Spirit Airlines is, congratulations. You're doing very well in life. <laughs> it's terrible. Spirit Airlines is the answer to the question, what if we launched a tractor in a catapult? That is what Spirit is. If Spirit, If the Wright brothers had their first flight be anything like a Spirit flight, They would have got off the plane, like, shut it down. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna give it up. (laughs) Earhart can drive a bus. I don't know what she wants to do. (laughs) It's crazy. Every Spirit Airlines flight, like, it feels like it's in the process of being hijacked. Like, I look up every flight and I expect to see someone, like, banging on the cockpit door with a box cutter. And then I do, and I don't. I'm just like, real no. This is just how it is. There's just an acceptable work ethic from every. Okay, you might hate this. Uh, if the 9/11 gang, which is so not what they were called, but if they took a Spirit flight and flew it into one of the towers, the plane would have just broken half. That's <laughs> that's how shitty, sp- that's how bad Spirit Airlines is. And. Uh, like, But you fly Spirit the same way you eat McDonald's. It's like, well, I mean, it's probably going to kill me, but I don't do it that often, and it's cheap, so <laughs> why not? I, I get on the plane. I already have no expectations for this flight. I get on the plane, and they place me in the back of the plane, in the middle seat, in the furthest back row, and I open up my tray table, and my tray table flops down, there's a little laminated note on it. And the note says... Uh, you found the lucky seat. Congratulations! Call over the flight attendant to claim your prize. And I was like, "Is the prize tickets to another airline? <laughs> like, like the island they crash on? Are they going to name it after me? Is that what happened to Gilligan? <laughs> is that my prize?" And so I call, I call the flight attendant over, and I ask him what it is, and and he he just he just looks at me. He's like, "Uh." I'll go see if we still have one. And it was like, you already get... I felt like a teenager from a broken home on Christmas. I was just like, you've disappointed me so many times already. And I don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) Why I would expect anything different. So, oh my God, the people on the Spirit Airlines... The whole plane looks like they just launched a Springer audience into the air. Like, it's all poor people. And the flight attendant They put the fastened seatbelt sights on. Every other flight, you're not supposed to get up. The flight attendants didn't bother seating. People would get up to use the bathroom. They'd be like, hey, what... Uh- oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was lawless. So, <laughs> so eventually, later, the flight attendant comes out. We almost land. Three hours later, the flight attendant comes up to me. And she goes, uh... She gives me a little paper or something, and she goes, congratulations, you just won a round trip on any other Spirit Airline flight in the future. <laughs> and so, like, guys, I'm, uh, I'm going to have, like, another 30 minutes on how much I hate Spirit sometime <laughs> in the next 90 days. <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down, but for a second, I thought about taking it, like, Oh, thank you. That's uh, nice. It's really cool. Uh, Are you collecting trash now? Like that's (laughs) something. I'm Jewish. Uh, Anyone else in here hate Jews? Uh, Anyone? No? Okay, good. It gets weird when people (laughs) yell out (laughs) at that. It gets real awkward. I was hanging out at work the other day. I work at a a hotel from a day job and uh, someone is telling a story. One of the valet guys outside was telling a story. At the end of a story, uh, involves a deal, and at the end he goes, uh, "Yeah." And then he totally jewed me, which, if you guys don't know what being jewed means, uh, that's when someone treats you with so much kindness and compassion, <laughs> as is attributed the Jewish people. It's when someone screws you out of money. And so, like now, I have to think: like, do I fight him? Do I say something? Like, do I hit, do I try to get him fired? Because, like, something like that can get anyone fired this day. I don't even have to go to my boss; I just have to go to Facebook. And before I even finish the post, like, guys, something happened to me at work the other day. Someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, his name is Devin, and I know where he lives. Let's get him. I'll be like, oh, shit, how would you figure that out already? Benjamin Netanyahu comments, the Mossad is inside his house right now. Don't worry, if you guys don't know what the Mossad is, that's uh, Israel's intelligence service. That's Israel's spies. And uh, I, for one, think they missed uh, a huge opportunity not calling it the FBI. But that it's <laughs> just me. No, so I had to realize, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do right now? And then, honestly, I was just flattered he thought I wasn't Jewish. Uh, because I don't know if you've seen us, but we're super weird looking. Like, we're, like, Jews look like our voices came first. And our faces were modeled after that. We were like, do you have any Dr. shoals? And our faces were like, all right, I'm thinking short, hairy. Noses that make you question if God's real. So if you're a Jew from Boston, you're fucked. You're absolutely <laughs> fucked. How much time do I have? Uh, yeah. Two minutes. Cool. All right, that's cool. I uh, I just had a breakup. I just broke up with my girlfriend recently. Um, need to happen. You know, I was just getting exhausted convincing her to still be with me. You know, because like the first time she wanted to, I was like, no, wait, we can work this out. But like the 80th time, I'm like, you're probably on onto something here. This is pretty consistent. Uh, go with your gut here. <laughs> Uh, it, no, but it was mutual. It was very mutual, needed to happen. Uh, she just did a lot of things, like a lot of little things that annoyed you. It's always a little things. Uh, she always, she always used to text me. She always used to be like, baby, my apartment is haunted. Something fell over in my apartment. My apartment is haunted. Like your apartment's not haunted. Calm down. Not because I don't believe in ghosts, but she lived in a studio apartment. Ghosts don't haunt those. Everyone knows for something to be haunted, it either has to be really big or really small. Like it's either mansions or dolls; those get haunted. Like, how's a ghost gonna haunt a studio apartment? What's it gonna do? Stand in the corner, boo, then hide behind a drying rack? Like that doesn't happen. I'm like, baby, I love you, but come back when you live in a pirate ship <laughs> or a necklace. <laughs> One of those. Uh, so I'm 23. I live at home. I live at home with my parents. Anyone else here live with their parents? Uh, there's only like eight of you in this room, but at least two of you are lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, a lot of people, do No, all right. So, so you don't live with your parents. Uh, hypothetically, let's say you live with your parents. Uh, if you guys had to have your parents walk in on you during sex, what position would you want it to be in, and why? Like, it's weird. It's a weird question. It says a lot about your relationship. Like, I would prefer it be in the pile driver position. Uh, because I was very timid as a kid, and I would like to let them know that that is over. <laughs> that other people think so as well. <laughs> what about you guys, anyone answer? Any, anyone? All right, what? Just kissing? I don't know what you think sex is, dude. <laughs> like I get what you mean, but like that's not the answer I asked. <laughs> Like, that's like if you got a math question on a test and you're like, what is PEMDAS? And you're like, so interesting uh, facts about the history of the number four. Uh, Like, it is, but it's not, you know? All right, that's okay. Uh, For anyone listening at home, uh, this uh, 100-seat room, uh, if you don't hear any laughs right now, that's because they're all, you know when you start laughing and then you just laugh so hard no noise comes out? Uh, that's what everyone but four people are doing right now. I, I totally destroyed it. Uh, thank you very much, guys. My name's Joe Madoff. Thank you. Have a great night. All
3: right, yeah. I'll keep it Keep it going for Joe, all thousand of you, or however many are here. So I guess it's cool to make jokes about nine eleven now, like a bunch of 9 the hijackers on Spirit Airlines. I'm surprised none of them flew Virgin Airlines, you know? Like, if you're going to hijack an airplane... Might as well be named after what you're going to be promised in the afterlife, right? That's that's, that's my motto, I think, if I ever. All right, so you guys ready to keep it going? Yeah. All right. All right, your next comic thinks kissing is sex. No, <laughs> sorry. Uh, everybody, please welcome Chris Sanders. Appreciate
6: that. All right, don't I have the freedom to divine my sexual like encounters? All right, uh, yeah. shit, kissing that pussy. No, it was just straight up, sh- just kissing. Outer course, what we called it in Bible camp. <laughs> um, shit, yeah. So uh, I am visiting from Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not from LA though. I, I'm from Florida, and uh, I don't know the biggest difference between I feel like the Bay and like the South. It's like the rap music. Like the rap music here is like totally progressive. Like in the South, it's all about that snap. But that crunk, right? I was walking down the street, heard this this, this rap lyric Got outside a nightclub. Guy goes, Pussy fuck a pussy so good feels like a feels like a dick. Like those are pretty progressive rhymes. Pretty progressive rhymes. I wrote that uh while I was kissing a woman. While I was kissing a woman. <laughs> I uh, I live with two 23-year-old college girls. They're sorority girls at USC. Um, and they, they love to party. They love to party all the time. I came home once, and there was piss on the ground. I was like, Leah, you fucking let the dog piss on the ground. And she's like, no, that's me. I, I got drunk last night. I'm sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. They love to fuck. They love to fuck a lot. This is the thing. Anytime they fuck a guy... And a guy, like, stays at night and leaves clothes at the house. I get to keep the clothes, actually. If you ask me, Chris, what are you wearing right now? Uh, I'm wearing Nate from Taco Tuesday. That's what I'm wearing. The Nate from Taco Tuesday collection. It's, uh, and I like them because they're really, like, sexually expressive. They love having sex. Like, these people uh, walking in. I imagine you guys have sex all the time. You guys have Timbuktu bags. And this thing, I'm a repressed guy. I'm very sexually repressed. I'm the kind of guy, like, for one month, like, I won't, I won't eat a donut. Good boy, right? But then come next month, end up eating 30 donuts. Same thing applies to my sex life, right? I'll go an entire month, not fuck one woman, but then come next month, end up fucking 30 donuts. Just not, not very healthy. Just not a very healthy thing to do. So uh, I uh, came out to San Francisco. I'm like, you know, I'm going to start sexing or having sex or sort of start with kissing. Start there. And this is the thing. I, I work for a Jewish day school back in Los Angeles. Any Jews in the audience other than the comic? <laughs> Reveal yourself. Don't be shamed. You're, you're amongst friends. All right, anyway. Um, and it's, like, super orthodox. Like, it's, like, the rabbis have beards. The kids have beards. You know, like, the husbands beat their wives. The kids beat their wives. Super orthodox school. And, uh, but no, it's like... Uh, I like hanging out with them. You know, they're, they're dope people. When I came up to San Francisco, they invited me to, like, this Passover thing, right? And uh, it was, like, an exploratory Passover. I didn't really know what that meant. You know, I, I go there, and I learned so much. Like, like, I thought the Jews built the pyramids. You know, I grew up Christian. I, didn't, I did not build the pyramids. Uh, I just found out they, they built Pico and Beverly Glen. That's what they built. That's the only thing that they built. Um, and I, you know, I, anytime I go to like a place where there's like a bunch of people, I don't ever ask them, what do you do? That's like a cliche thing, especially in like San Francisco. People are like, oh, I'm a, I'm a data infrastructure, uh, analyst, uh, for uh, general electric. Uh, I make your can openers. I'm, I program your can opener. I'm like, oh, wow, that's very boring. I'm going to walk away. Like, you know, <laughs> so I like to ask people, what do you want to be? Uh, when I go to like a party or something. So I'm at this Passover and I'm in the circle and I ask this guy, I'm like, he's like, uh, what would you like rather be? And he goes, happy. And he just starts crying. <laughs> starts crying. <laughs> then he, he leans on me and then he grabs my ass. And I'm like, oh, an exploratory Passover. I get it. <laughs> We're in San Francisco, exploratory Passover. <laughs> Let my booty go, guy. Let my booty go. Um, but I had sex that night, so it was great. Finally, finally, more than kissing. Duck dick sucking. It was, you know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I uh, sucked a dick. Um, <laughs> hey, when, when in San Francisco, just suck a dick. Um <laughs> And, uh, so yeah, you know, I learned a lot about the Jews that night, uh, learned a lot about the struggles of being gay and Jewish. Uh, and I actually, uh, I realized I I wanted to, you know, I got to do a lot of things sexually that night. like I said, exploratory Passover, uh, I've always wanted to have sex with a cougar. That's like, kind of like my, like my fetish, right? And, uh. Yeah, are you a cougar? Hey, what's up, cougar? Um, <laughs> is that one of your cubs right there, you nation cubs? Siberian tiger, is that what you're into? <laughs> How much you paying you, bro? No, I'm, jok- I'm joking, I'm joking, bro. Paying off the student loans? I, I would do the same thing, bro, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'd do it for free. <laughs> Just pay my interest. Just pay my interest, and we'll call it square. Um, so I met this cougar at the Passover, right? And uh, I started talking to her, right? And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, I'm black Cambodian. Like, it's just, like, like that's my opening line. I'm black <laughs> Cambodian. Like, that's on some woman's list somewhere. And luckily, it was on her list to fuck a black Cambodian. So, I ended up going to her spot in Russian Hill for a walk-up, right? And I'm kind of nervous. You know, this is like, I'm 29 years old, but it's like 17-year-old Chris wanting to, like, fuck this cougar, right? So, we go in, start kissing. Right, the the best thing in sex is the kissing part, but I do something different. I do like I have like a a sexual move because we started having sex. But as you're fucking, simultaneously you hug them and then you kiss them on the forehead, the cheek, then the lips, in a clockwise and counterclockwise motion. All right, <laughs> she's imagining her boyfriend doing that. It's like. That's what I want. That's what the ladies want. <laughs> and she did what uh, no woman has ever done uh, when I've had sex with them. Uh, she started crying. Started crying in mid-fuck. Just starts crying. Uh, and I go, uh, is everything okay? Is everything all right? She's like, I'm sorry. Just, um, just um, a, a year ago, my husband died this week. And um, he used to kiss me a like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Your your husband, you're a widow. Like, I'm like, I'm cocolding a ghost right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm cocolding a ghost. This is a fetish somewhere. <laughs> and I started asking her about her husband, right? And she's like, This thing was scary. He was a good man. He would come home early from work when I was working my PhD and he'd make the kids macaroni because it's all he knew how to do. <sighs> Then he died because uh, my son left one of his peanut butter sandwiches on the counter, and my husband died.
2: I'm like, oh, shit, that's us.
6: <laughs> and then um, I felt Gary in that room that night. Like, I felt him in that room. Like, I felt his spirit, you know. And actually, I feel him everywhere I go to this day. Uh, And he haunts me because uh, I didn't make his wife come that night. I didn't make his wife come. Um... It was rough. It's rough. Sex is more than kissing people. You actually have to make her come, all right, Or you will be haunted by Gary. Holding a ghost. I uh, was at that party that Passover and we started talking about the city. You guys have a horrible homeless problem in this city. It's bad. You know, you have all these technological advances but you still have this homeless. It's like it's like if you met a guy who used to be a conjo- like conjoined twin. He's like, eh, yeah, yeah, he used to be a conjoined twin, but he still has cross eyes. It's like, you know, doctor didn't fix that. He fixed that, but he didn't fix that. <laughs> I feel like that's what San Francisco is, just a disconjoined twin with cross eyes. And I was talking to one of the guys, and he's like, you know, one thing I want to be is I want to be more cognizant of the homeless people. You know, I feel as if... In my daily life, I never think about them. Heck, sometimes I'll be honest with you—I don't even care. It's like, I, well, I appreciate you being honest with me, um, but why don't you care? And he's like, well, you know, I just—I don't feel like we're on the same level. You know, I don't feel like we're the same. I'm like, really? What? What do you? Is it because you live in an apartment? He's like, yeah, I—I I, I live in a nice ass apartment in South of Market like, what's your apartment made of? I don't know. Wood? Well, what is wood but really thick cardboard, all right? You and all the people in South of Market are pretty much homeless people living in a shanty town. Um, compared to Elon Musk, you are a fucking homeless bum, all right? Begging for a raise, okay? Actually, I'll be real with you, buddy. You're probably two paychecks and two dead parents away from being homeless, right? Because you're a millennial. Um... And uh, he looked up at me, and then he continued to suck my dick. Uh continued to suck my dick. So um, that's what I'll leave with you guys with, uh, a tale. A tale only the Jewish people would appreciate. Uh, have a good night, guys.
3: Thank you very much. So that's the first time I've ever met a black Cambodian. Are you actually Cambodian? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. my dick didn't I think I didn't actually understand that <laughs> but oh. I, but yeah My my stepmom's Cambodian. So. yeah, is cra- I'm a white Cambodian. Uh Siem Uh yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, she she dodged that bullet No, I think she was born sh- shortly afterwards. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> she <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that does change the subject. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really feel like I should comment on that. All right, like, <laughs> but at least we got off the topic of killing fields and back towards lab. Yeah, so, hey, guys, nothing. Yeah, like this, a comedy show with killing fields. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So the pe- the next two people who are supposed to go up are not here yet. Uh, so I'm going to bring up the headliner. Uh, so you know she's good. Uh, everybody, please welcome Natasha Muse. <laughs>
0: All right, what a great intro that was. What's up, good people? All right, what's up, everybody else? <laughs> we just did a joke together. That wasn't so bad. That's great. Uh, so, uh, hi, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to this part of the show. I don't know why I'm so confused. You know what it is, is there's no stool on the stage and that's honestly thrown me like way off for some reason. No, it shouldn't, no, I should be like a fully functioning adult by now. But uh, for some reason, no stool, and my left arm is like, what a, What am I supposed to do with this thing? Uh, I'm holding a phone for those of you who can't see. On the radio, they're listening, right? Live? Yeah, cool. So we're in a, in a, we're in a studio, it's full, chock full, chock full of nuts. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, uh, that's you guys, you're the nuts. It's fun, we're having a good time. Or not, maybe, some of you, you just came in. I'll stop talking at you. Hi, you've been here for a minute. Hi, welcome to the show, welcome everybody. Give it up for all the comedians we've seen, let's do that. Let's give it up for all the comedians you've seen. Give it up for uh, every comedian you've ever seen during the course of your entire life. Give it up for literally every comedian that's ever existed through all of human history. Give it up for 200,000 years of smiles, everybody. All right, you don't have to. I get it, you're done with it. How about give it up for my favorite comedian? Gotta be God, give it up for God, everybody. Life's a confusing joke that makes no sense. Give it up for God. Yeah, a lot of people say guys aren't funny, but that dude is hilarious. Speaking of God, give it up for Lent. Right? I could do Lent jokes still. We did Valentine's Day jokes. We'll do Lent jokes. we just scroll our way through the year. Um, You know what, now that I get a good look at you guys, maybe we should give it up for adoption. Let's give it up for adoption, everybody. Let's get all of our stuff, head on down to the fire station and drop this baby off. Do you know you could still do that? You could go to the fire station and drop a baby off and they'll, uh, yeah, and they'll um, put it out. I'm not sure what they do. I don't actually know what they do. They do something, something. It doesn't even have to be your baby. That's the good part. Find a baby, leave a baby, <laughs> like pennies from heaven. Do you remember pennies? People used to pick them up and stuff. I have kids. Uh, this is a weird tangent. I have children. Do you guys know what children are? Uh, anyways, and uh, sometimes they carry pennies around because they like them. And sometimes they like, well, can I give it to the homeless person? And I'm like, is that just nice or just kind of shitty? You know, just to like, here's a penny. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, so I just hustle them away. Um, anyways, yeah, I got children. I, uh, yeah, I'm here for you guys, so you're welcome. Um, a lot of comedians, they need to, the laughter, they need to be filled, you know, because they're kind of sad and empty people. Uh, nothing personal to literally everybody in the audience, but, um, uh, I don't need, I'm here for you, you know what I mean? I don't need it, I'm just here because I enjoy doing comedy, so you're welcome. Uh, I'm done growing, you know, Maslow's did all of those things. There's Janger and, uh, Slutney and, uh grust? I did them all? I'm self, I forget the word, I'm self-finished, it doesn't matter. Uh, Self-done. Uh, there's a word for it, but yeah, action, actualized, right. <laughs> Just And what is it? Yeah, self-actionized, right. Uh, the good thing about being that is you don't have to be able to say it to be it, and that's pretty nice. Yeah, like a, you know, a caterpillar can't say the word chrysalis, we both still have it made in the shade yeah every nobody everybody sleeps on that joke uh yeah, right anyways, uh so I 'm here for you uh, I got it all going on. I got a mom. you guys have these things mothers they're like this big uh i'm holding my hand up about hip high right now, all right uh, that was the narration for people who can 't see, just anyways uh my mom's great she 's divorced she is a. she lives in a senior center, which is an orphanage for the elderly and um yeah, she lives, she's a divorced orphan, and uh, she's also an only child. And I'm also an only child, so my mom has a lot of what? Cats. And uh, she loves her cats a lot. She loves her cats, she refers to her cats as her children. A lot of people with animals do that. You refer to your cats and dogs as your children, which is fine, except I also exist. Uh, So it is weird. Uh, So she calls the cats my brothers and sisters. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I also have kids, so those same cats are now aunts and uncles. So congratulations to Rocky, Melissa, and the gang. Uh, Yeah, that's my daytime gig. I'm a stay-at-home mom, that's my daytime thing. I love uh, the title, stay-at-home mom, because it implies that other mothers just leave. And uh, that sounds delightful. Uh, Do you guys know what children are? Have you seen these things before? Kids? They're like this big? Kids? Yeah, All right. Some people, because this is San Francisco, I feel like a lot of people aren't, like they don't know what children are. Like they might have forgotten. A child is like, imagine having a roommate that is like shorter than you and always naked and sticky. (laughs) Just like a short, naked, sticky roommate you have a super emotionally intense non-sexual relationship with. Just a borderline mentally ill, naked, sticky roommate. Just full of life and yet might accidentally kill themselves at any given time. Just just a roommate that might run with joy into traffic at the drop of a hat. And it would be your fault if it happened. That's the fun part. It would be your fault. You would get arrested, which is just as well because your schedule's been cleared. So, might as well break it up a little bit. Uh, my kids are great. They're two girls for now, and um, the uh, we give them all kinds of things. We gave them um, we gave them names. Uh, we called the big one practice, and uh, the the younger one is the backup plan. Is it, that's the thing? It's weird about being a parent. Is you try to as hard as you can with the first one, but you're just going to be better with the second one. You know, so you end up being the first one ends up being kind of a practice, but you're trying as hard as you can with the first one, so if she fails, then the second one's like, well, you know, maybe better luck next time. Um, but uh, the older one, she's sick, she's starting to f- like kind of, I feel like she's starting to sense that, um, that, the, uh, that the younger one's getting better parenting, I'm more patient with her, for instance, and then she's starting to get jealous. So I pulled her aside and I was like, if it makes you feel any better when it comes to your little sister, I'm definitely not trying as hard. Yeah, she didn't like that either. So I guess you're all on the same page on that. Um they sing song. I guys, they sing songs, which is great. Do you guys know what music is? You like music? I'm a big I love I love music. That's why I'm on the radio right now. Uh like today I was listening to some music and uh it was like my favorite it was my favorite songs. It's like I love something something. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Those aren't the words. I forget the words, but it's like, I love something, something. So good. I love, I'm love. i a big music fan. Love it. I can't think. It's going to drive me crazy. Anyways, uh, but my kids make up their own songs, which I like even more, except this one time they made up a song. It just had two words. First word was dongle. Second word was trunk, right? They're just going dongle trunk. Dongle trunk, dongle trunk, dongle trunk. First, I was horrified because, you know, I thought they picked up the name of the guy in the place. You know, the president? Have you seen this guy before? He's like this big. Because we're really smart as a family, so we listen to a lot of public radio, okay? QED. So I thought that they figured out the, the, the name of that guy. Luckily for us, it just turns out they found the place where we keep our vibrators. Just a dongle trunk. Are you picturing it? Just a big old wooden chest with iron latches. All right, this is great. This is theater for the mind for the people at home. It's an iron trunk with iron latches and hinges. And when you open it up, it just like and you hear that noise, you know it's time for mommy to get freaky, uh, creaky deaky. Whoops, I fucked that joke up. Uh, it doesn't matter. No one laughs at that part anyways. Um, why is it so creaky? There's so much lube in and around the dongle trunk at any given moment. I think we'll be in and out of there like a smooth criminal. Uh, I do like that nickname, Dongle Trunk, for the administration, because whether they're referring to the administration or uh, the Dongle Trunk itself, they both refer to a collection of soulless dicks. (laughs) So, yeah. It's a good Donald Donald Trump joke. It's hard to write. (laughs) Everyone's writing them. Uh, Let's see here. What do we got going on? We're in a nice room. There's a lot of art and whatnot on the floor. <laughs> This reminds me, like, you've ever go to, like, it's kind of, it's like a teenage boy's, like, bedroom, right? Of, like, a rich, like, a rich family, and they have, like, a room that's way too big. I like how there's curtains that are neither useful nor decorative, that's... <laughs> that's amazing. We need curtains! Where should we put them? Not the window, for sure. <laughs> No, we'll paint the window. All right, why not? (laughs) It all makes sense. Um, So yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good at comedy. I enjoy doing it. I'm fine. Uh, I'm all right. Uh, You guys, are you guys all comedians? Oh really? Are you real people? Oh, that makes sense. I was wondering why they were laughing so much. I was like, you seem awfully happy for comedians, to be honest. That's great. Well, welcome to the show. Um, I am, oh, I got an award for being funny. Do you guys know what awards are? They're like this big, awards? Are you clapping at the idea of awards? You're a big fan of the concept of awards. Yeah, they're fun, right? I got an award from the SF Weekly. Do you know the SF Weekly? It's a, yeah, it's a weekly paper about science fiction. And um, they told me I'm the funniest comedian in San Francisco that is also transsexual. Yeah, I didn't clap for that either, so that's great. You know, just blankly staring at my crotch, and that's nice. Oh boy, the jokes are up here, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, usually people don't clap for that, because usually, because why? That's awfully... Specific right that's an awfully s- specific sounding award, right seems like an awfully narrow playing field might make you wonder just how many transsexuals do comedy in San Francisco, and truthfully, there's only like three of us, so that award is more like a fuck you to the other two training comedians <laughs> in this city. that's cool. I'll take it uh you can um like y- I like compliments, you know what I mean? And you could qualify them all you feel like you need to do, and that's fine. Like, you could tell me I'm the best-looking person in this radio station facing that direction. And that's fine as long as none of you turn around, because I know I'm not the best-looking person in here. One of you is, but it's probably not you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like almost like 20 people in here. You got like a five percent chance of being the best-looking person in this. You're like twice as likely to be left-handed as you are to be the best-looking person in this room. So probably not left-handed either. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, I used to think about being attractive a lot. I was younger. You, uh, I keep getting older. I don't know if you guys are doing this. Um, you keep getting old. I used to get compared to celebrities, which is another form of compliment. That's like the best way, I think to get a compliment is just people tell you you look like somebody famous, I like that. People used to tell me I look like Nicole Kidman, if you can believe it, and a few years before that, people would tell me I look like Ewan McGregor, uh, (laughs) which was also a compliment at the time. And whether or not you see the similarities, you have to admit that when I watch Moulin Rouge, it's pretty much amazing. I mean, sure, the wrong half of me dies of tuberculosis by the end of the movie, but I'm not gonna let that consume me. Yeah, it's a consumption joke. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Usually, like, about, uh, I'd say about 20% of the audience gets it, uh, gets the joke, and then like 20% of them like the joke, so it's like, it's a bit, it funnels really quickly to something small. Um, yeah, but I keep getting older. Oh, boy, what was I talking about? Oh, I mean, whatever. Um, sh- did, oh, how about this? Uh, do you guys... Do any of you have kids? No? All right, that's probably, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know if you know this about kids, but when you have them in your life, you have to give up certain things that you'd like to do, like hobbies, you know, not because you just have to get, like, you just have to make room, make more time in your life. Like, do you guys know what foodies are? People who are really good at eating food, foodies. Like when they go to take a bite of food, they get it in their mouth like on the first try. Foodies, in a similar vein, I used to be something of a druggie. I was uh super good at taking drugs um, uh, like do you know the best time to take acid is best time to take acid, of course, is when you're peeking on Molly? Yeah, who said yes i I like that there was no you weren't laughing or anything. You were just like what you said was a fact and not actually a joke. <laughs> I and you're right. I'm just trying to sell it like it's like a joke. But no, it's just true. It's called candy flipping and it's the best way to do drugs. But it's like a it's like a 12-hour commitment, which is hard to do when you got a 4-year-old at home, you know? Used to do all kind I used to do a uh, crystal meth. You don't know what crystal meth is? It's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh don't do it. I only, I did it, yeah, don't, maybe try it, don't, but it's fun. (laughs) Definitely, uh, definitely make you feel, like, you do a lot without getting anything done, which is kind of (laughs) neat. Does that feel like anything that you might want to, all right, oh, boy, and you end up telling a lot of stories, you're like, well, I was really kind of tweaked out then, so I don't remember, and that's how most stories end. Used to go out on adventures, used to go out drinking by myself, and, uh, Uh, Go out, get adventures. I uh, met these this cool group of guys. A group of guys, yeah, a group of guys at a bar, and they took me to this after party they were having in a Buick, and. they were great, I was in the back seat, it was one of those bench things, so I couldn't see what the guy was doing in the front, but he was getting some kind of pipe ready, and I was like, cool, we're gonna smoke weed, because what else comes in a pipe? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they were gentlemen, I didn't have to like, uh, I didn't have to like, you know, pack the bowl, or light the bowl, or know what was in it, or anything, you know, I just had to lean over and inhale, and I felt this cool, chemical kind of, you know, sensation inside my body, and I realized I had done crack cocaine for the first time. And as you you probably could guess, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, it was pretty it was pretty good. You know, it's pretty fun way to to do. I've rec- have you done crack cocaine? Okay? <laughs> you? Yeah? You done it? I'm trying to quit. Yeah, you're trying to quit. Yeah. Nah, you're you're not a crackhead, are you? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly mostly like heavily meth. Diet. Heavily meth diet. Don't try to be funny. You don't need to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I recommend trying it once for just like three days. Uh, it is really a good time. Uh, I had definitely eaten earlier that day, but all of a sudden I got super hungry for dicks. Uh, just uh, just couldn't get enough dicks. just rabble, 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 rabble. Just give me all the dicks. Just rah rah. And I'm not even usually into guys, so they're not usually in, you know me, but uh, <laughs> that night I was just like, whoa. I don't know if you ever wanted to want to suck a bunch of dicks, but you can't quite get in the headspace. I know it's a weird place to imagine yourself, but, like, if you're at a party, you're like, wow, all these dicks need to get sucked, and no one's stepping up to the plate. (laughs) I really wish I wanted to. Try some crack cocaine, because that'll turn your head around right quick. You are a rock away from a cock today. Uh, Interesting coda to that story, or perhaps the most important part of that story, is that I began the night in a Bar, I blacked out, I kinda came to an Abuick, I blacked out again, and I was in a minivan and I was driving that minivan. <laughs> yeah. So uh which is hard to do when you're sucking a bunch of dicks. So um be careful out there in San Francisco. <laughs> Some people cause it man, it's good. Uh it's, it's, it's like so it's like good to the point where I did meth like just like a few years because it was like good but not like a, ma- like crack was so good you know that you have to do it just that one time and then never do it again. So just so you guys know, I thought you might laugh. You were laughing at other things that were just facts so I thought maybe. No, actually you were the one that didn't laugh and everybody else laughed at the facts that were, anyways. Hi, two minutes, yeah, all right, cool, thanks. No, yeah, no, it was good. I don't know why I, supposedly I like know what I'm doing, and I was like, you beat your menace? is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> Anyways, don't do drugs unless you want to, it's fun. Uh, that's the pep talk. Now I just smoke weed and drink and do pills, but before I used to have a problem, So, because kids changed your life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I gotta, I gotta make like George and Jetson pretty soon. Yep, I know you were thinking. I hope there's a pun, but it's horribly outdated. <laughs> um, people, uh, I told you guys I was trans. You guys are cool with that. Some audiences are not. When I mention that, they're like the passengers of the Titanic, just suddenly confused and not on board. Uh, <laughs> but you guys are good. Uh, Didn't name myself Caitlyn. That was a bullet dodged, right? Caitlyn Jenner, so brave, right? And rich, so rich. Uh, I brought that out to my dad. I talked to my dad about all kinds of things, from the weather on the West Coast to the weather on the East Coast. There's uh, no topic left untouched. I was like, Caitlyn Jenner, huh, dad? Huh, that's pretty cool, huh? Huh? He's like, yeah, but uh, that guy won the Olympics first. That was a good, it doesn't make you feel any better that I wrote that for him. He didn't write that. He didn't say that. Everyone gets so sad of that joke lately. I don't know what's, do I seem that pathetic that you need to feel? Anyway, so uh, that's not a dad joke, though. Dad jokes are wordplay and puns. That got me thinking, what are mom jokes? Mom jokes is when something horrible happens to your mom, but she thinks that it is hilarious. And she calls you up and tells you about it while just chuckling to herself the whole time. My mom calls me up. She's like, "So I fell out of bed again last night, and I'm just laying there in the linoleum, and I cannot get up. <laughs> so your brother comes over, and he just starts licking my face. <laughs> it was a it was a cat from before. It made, makes it makes sense if you heard the whole thing. Okay, well that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your life.
3: You guys ready for your next comic? Uh, Are you guys? What What was that? Uh, All right, this next guy is one of the top two comedians from Boston in this show tonight. So I don't know how to pronounce his last
7: name. So everybody, please welcome Jordan. Thank you. I uh, I am out of Boston comedy-wise, but I'm I'm originally from uh, Maine. I always like to ask, are there any Mainers here tonight? Nope, didn't expect so, okay. Anybody been to Maine before? Yeah. Oh yeah, whereabouts in Maine have you been? Kittery, yeah, you had some stuff to trade at the Trading Post there? <laughs> they called the Trading Post. I have gone in there with several things and they're like, we trade for money. Um, and somebody else, you been to Maine before? Whereabouts? We get it, you're a hipster. Um, oh, Portland's awesome, I lived there for 10 years. I do wanna get out of the way right off the bat. A lot of people think I'm a hipster. I'm not. I was born and raised at a farm in Maine and homeschooled for many years. This is what that's supposed to look like. Okay, they're all copying me. Um, But uh, Maine is a beautiful place. I, I love growing up in Maine. It's wonderful. The one weird thing about Maine is there are racist people in Maine, which is really weird if you've ever been there to be like, where did you see enough of any other race to hate them? That much, you'll have people come up to you and be like, You know, the thing about Mexicans, I'm like, I don't, neither do you. We've never seen them, <laughs> so unless you say they're invisible, I can't really get on board. Uh, I love it there, though. I-, I saw a guy one time way up in northern Maine, he had a Confederate flag flying outside of his house, and I was like, Oh, wrong team, buddy. You are gonna be disappointed when you find out they don't like you either. <laughs> They think you're the reason you can't have that anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, it's that's crazy times we live in. Like, in both, uh, you know, weed is legal here now, uh, but you've had medical for a while, so it's a little more, like, uh, you know, okay and recognized. But in Maine and Massachusetts, where I live, both those places, weed just became legal in the past election, which made me start just aggressively rolling joints in public to just normalize it, you know, like with like the vengeance of a feminist breastfeeding mom, just like, you have to be okay with this! This is fine now! Don't you fucking look away, this is natural! And in in that same amount of time that we became legal here and, and what is it, nine other states now, in that same amount of time, if you had walked outside of here, you probably wouldn't have seen it outside of here, but if you walked outside of a, place and seen somebody with a Bush Cheney bumper sticker three years ago you'd be like are you fucking kidding me like you're still holding on to this like it's not even chipped at all like how'd you do that now you walk out of some place you see somebody with a Bush Cheney bumper sticker and no Trump sticker you go that is a reasonable person right there (laughs) I can have a conversation with that man and for sure it's a man it's my father um (laughs) Yeah, I've, uh, I don't know, I've been on the road for uh, seven months now. Uh, my wife and I bought a school bus and we converted it to live out of and we've been driving around the country for seven months now. Uh, how many people does that sound like a good idea to? You think you do it? Yeah, it's nice. Things aren't going well for you too. Uh, <laughs> no, we're just like fucking on the run from Sally Mae. That's all we're doing. Just going, fucking find us, find us. In my mind, there's gonna be a great movie someday of there's just some guy out there who was sent out by Sally Mae to go find us, and he's always just two cities behind us. Have you seen these people? And everybody's like, yeah, they're great, they're great, they're wonderful. And then finally he catches us at like the Grand Canyon, and I'm backed up against, I don't have the money, man! And he's just like, no, you've taught me something. (laughs) You get out of here. I hate that student loan shit. Like anytime they call me uh, and we go over my finances and they're like, you know, based on how much you say you make and what you say you can spend, I gotta say you're kind of an irresponsible spender. And I was like, who loaned who $40,000 when they did not have a job at all? Like I don't wanna go tip for tap, but I used to have dreadlocks and I wore Sublime t-shirts. You gave that guy $40,000. Because he was like, I want to be an actor. And you're like, oh, this is going to pay off big time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've i been traveling around the country. We've been traveling in the bus. Uh, you guys are down for it. I was just at another show over in uh, Pacific Heights. Nobody there said they were down. They were like, we're all doing well. No. We do not. But the the thing is, I will take that over working in an office building any day of the week. Because, like... On the bus, the biggest problem people have is the bathroom situation. And that's the biggest question is they're like, where, they phrase it differently. They're like, where did you pee? Or where do you take a shower? And really they mean, where do you shit? Where are you putting those loaves? You know what I mean? And the truth is we have a composting toilet, which means we pretty much just take shits like a fourth grader throws up in the lunchroom where you just go sprinkle some sawdust on that. We'll call it good. (laughs) I will take that any day of the week over working in an office building, because if you work in an office building, you have to work with like 70, 100 other people on your floor and you're just putting up with 100 other farts every day of people you just do not care about at all. And if you've been there too long, you're like, oh, it's Tuesday, that's Gary. That is a Gary Tuesday fart if I've ever smelled one. Putting your hat down, like you're Gary, I don't know what that was, (laughs) but I will take that. Would I have any day of the week over that? Because I, I, have, I have to put up with one person's shit, and that's all, and I lick her assholes. So I say, that is fit. You wanna ride the bus, you gotta clean the muffler, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's how it works around our house. Traveling around, learn a lot of neat things traveling around, you know, people from Phoenix are called Phoenicians, and people from Flagstaff are called Flaggots, and that is a neat thing. <laughs> That I learned. I never would have learned that. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned traveling around is uh, white people don't talk to me. That was the thing I learned, yeah. I lived in Maine for a long time, and I thought people didn't talk to me. And then I moved out of Maine, and I was like, it's fucking white people don't. Because everywhere I go, I talk to different, like, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but uh, black people talk to me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I told that to my wife once and she's like, you're racist, you're just noticing it more because you didn't grow up with black people. And then we took a walk through Chicago and she was like, why do black people talk to you? And I was like, I don't know what it is. And I said that on stage one time and this, woman, this black woman came up to me afterwards and she goes, yeah, I'd talk to you. And I go, what is that? And she goes, well, you look like you've been hurt. And I was like, <laughs> I was like I'll take it, I'll take that. Because in my mind, I was like, black people love to talk to me. I think in reality, they were like, oh, shit, he has never seen a black person before. I'm going to go say hi before he ends up on the other team. Um, <laughs> but it's just weird after, like, 30 years of life to have that realization of, like, I fucking love black people. And that's a weird thing to have, like, I don't know, second favorite race, for sure. Um <laughs> I know a lot of the white people in here are like, I'll clap when you tell me what's number one. I'm not just going to get on board with that one. right away. I'll go ahead and list it for you. Uh, number one, Hispanics. Uh, I worked uh, at a bakery in Boston. I work with mostly Hispanic people. They're wonderful. If we build a wall, I say anybody who makes it over that wall, we make American uh, Ninja Warrior. And That way, we don't just build a wall. We can build a little ropes course before it and a little... Pond Hop before that. Um was so Hispanics, black people second. Asians third, only because I don't care for how old Asian ladies cross the street. Uh, they have no care for the traffic lights or anything. <laughs> they just put their head down and start shaking their hand and walk and you're like, it's green! Why is my foot not fucking working? Are they putting a spell on me? What is happening? And uh, and I put white people last only because uh, by the numbers, you've wronged me more. So uh, that is on you, Mom. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, but we've been, we've been fucking traveling around. It's been crazy. Uh, I, uh, I grew up on a farm in Maine, uh, and I am the youngest of uh, three boys. And my other brothers are five and nine years older than me, which means I was supposed to be a girl or an accident. That is the only way... That math works out. Nobody five years after two dudes is like, you know what this party needs? Another dude, am I right? Let's make this a three pack of sausages. And uh, I feel like they gave up on me because I'm the only one who was on purpose born at home. The other two were born in a hospital. Me, they were like, what is it? Another dude? We got it. And then I was 11 pounds when I was born. They were immediately like, we do not got it. This was a bad idea. My other brother before me was only six pounds. It's only a difference of five pounds. Not a big difference unless it's coming out of your vagina. That is a noticeable difference. My mom was just like, is it twins? Or like, only if he ate the other one. I don't know. It's just the one giant headed one. And then I really feel like they give up on me because I'm the only one out of the three who's uncircumcised. Yeah, that is weird for you to find out. I get it. Uh, I'm going to say it was weirder for me to find out. (laughs) I was like, really, both of them? Okay, <laughs> all right. And I asked my dad, too, when I was like 20, I was like, how come you didn't give me, uh, why didn't you give me circumcised? And my dad goes, shit, we didn't. <laughs> so there's a lot to do on that take-home birth list, I'm going to be honest, we skipped some steps. But it just—it really made me hate that word. I do not like that word. I am not the und one. They are und. They are unforeskinned. Don't make up a word to make me feel weird, okay? This is the factory model, all right? They decide to rip the spoiler off. That is on them. Some fucking old dude touch your dick when you were a baby and I'm the weird one? Go fuck yourself. This is natural. That's it for me, you guys. Thank you very much.
3: All right. All right. Remember at the beginning when I told you guys this show's called Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse? Do you guys remember that? Remember that? <laughs> Well, this next comic actually put the Pam and Pam because this is uh, this is her show. You know, she, she ran here to be in her own show. That's impressive. So, uh, everybody, please welcome Pam Benjamin.
8: Keep it going for Max Mawatzenine. I can finally pronounce his name. Yes. I actually did run here. I got off the bus at 20th Street and I literally ran here. And the problem is I don't have a Fitbit to know what I just did to myself. I'm like, how many calories did I burn trying to get to that show? Yeah, go me. Uh, I wanna get a little intimate with you guys. We're gonna get a little close. This might be a little problematic. Uh, I had a nervous breakdown last week. I cried uncontrollably for two hours, sobbing, losing my shit. Why? Taxes. (laughs) I got... I got my taxes. Anyone else have tax-scary issues? No? It's coming up on Tuesday. No one's scared. You're all W-2 people. You all have real jobs and real lives. Good for you. That's nice. So I had a nervous breakdown, losing my fucking mind. My boyfriend had to take the day off of work because he was concerned for my safety, you know? It was like that. Close the door, they're being too loud outside. And I'm trying to be intimate with my audience, right I'm trying to be intimate with you guys, and tell you, like, so I start screaming. I live in the Tenderloin, and I'm in my apartment, and I'm screaming, I'm screaming, when do I get a win? When do I get a win? And there's a man outside my apartment screaming, fuck my life, fuck my life. And I'm like, I'm screaming inside my apartment, and he's screaming outside my apartment, perspective. I have an apartment. Things are really not that bad. Everything's really okay, Pam, perspective. (laughs) Like, oh, there's so many taxes, but I have an apartment, yay! It's still in the tenderloin, I'm still screaming, but it's just not at myself in the mirror of an empty restaurant across the street. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about perspective, a lot. I was married for 13 years. Uh, I was a virgin before I got married, and my ex-husband was uh, an African-American gentleman. So he was the first guy I had sex with and he wouldn't let me have dildos and we never watched porn because we were very, very Christian and super clandestine. And like I never really understood the reason or whatever. And we'd go to parties and people would be like, Your your husband's black. He has a huge cock, doesn't he? And I'd be like, yeah, it is a nor it is great. It is exactly the right said so I had no perspective but it was so it was i was like this is huge this is great okay so we were together for 13 years uh and then i left him and i moved to san francisco and i slept with my first white guy and i was like wow your dick is huge and he was like nah, six inches kind of standard really and i was like perspective there's perspective that's my that's a that's a slightly veiled joke about racism and stereotypes about dicks I also so I did see the the biggest dick I ever saw was completely out of context. I was a special education substitute teacher and at one point I subbed for this group. They were they had really they had IQs under 70, so we did a lot of folding clothes and like sorting buttons and like doing fine motor skills and like stirring pots of pasta, things of this nature. And so I'm there and this one kid is in the bathroom and he's screaming. And I'm a substitute, so I look at the other adults in the room, the teachers aides and I say, "Yeah, uh, what's going on there?" They're like, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Don't worry, don't worry. Later in the day, I hear it again. Ah, 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 and it's screaming from the bathroom. And I'm like, do I? What is going on? Should we worry? They're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Finally, the third time it happens. Scream is here. Oh, ah, and I'm like, I have to check this out. I open the door. And what I see is a boy on the toilet with a 17-inch dick stroking it and laughing. Ah, 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 and the back of his head is flat. He has very greasy hair. Things are very scary. And I'm like, ah! and he's screaming, he's got this, and it was so big, it was scary. And you'd think I'd be like, wow, black dicks are small, but no, I just put retard dicks in a whole different classification. I was like, God's sense of humor is fucked up, and that is something. And then I was like, is there like retard fetish porn? Is that a thing? But I was never allowed to watch porn because my ex-husband was weird about dicks. Do you see what I'm saying? He was worried that I would see big dicks, but I was like, if you guys are worried about me saying the word retard, I was a special education teacher for four years, and I've earned the right, all right? Okay, my ex-husband, black, 13 years, still can't say the n-word, I can't, can't do it. White privilege only goes so far. Perspective, it's like, woo, it's exciting stuff. I, I really, I've been trying to keep perspective and the only thing that helps me is marijuana. Who are my marijuana smokers? Uh, 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 a little woo, little woo, you guys, are, I get it, you get tired. I got my vape pen in my pocket, we'll do it. I love weed, so good. Uh, I, I love weed so much but, all these kinds of crazy things happen. Have you guys ever been so stoned that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> You're like, oh, hot water, cold water, ah! It's like airbnb being your own home. It's like it's like being in a hotel that there's cat hair at and a weird <laughs> litter box. Why is this here and why am I paying for it? What is happening? The water, ah! Sometimes I get so high and I go in the shower and I'm afraid to close my eyes because I'm like scared, I'm legitimately scared. everything gets like red, and I feel the drops on my face, and I'm like, "Why is this okay? Sorry, it's shower, I have a lot of shower issues. I don't like to get clean. I'd rather just be dirty for a week and smell funny. It's like one of the I was walking down the tenderloin, and I don't try to make myself look cute, but sometimes I like wear skirts or whatever and makeup, and I've been trying to tell the difference between cat calling and complimenting. So a nice gentleman the other day said, girl, you got a nice fit on. And I was like, oh, that's a double entendre. I am fit and I'm wearing an outfit. That's a compliment. That's not catcall. And then another nice gentleman said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. And I'm like, keep it coming. Follow me. Keep saying these. This is not catcalling. This is complimenting. Uh, But another guy, he said, oh, girl, that's a cute skirt. Like to get under there and get a sniff. Okay, though, well, that's cat calling, right? And it's gross, because I'm like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's so weird, like you want to, I have an IUD, you weirder. <laughs> weirdo, he comes inside me all the time. It's a, my IUD is a copper pool sweeper that's inside my uterus and it keeps out all the dead babies. That's, that's what pool sweepers are for, right? To keep out the dead babies, I'm not... I'm not sure. It's copper though, it's great copper jewelry, it's very pretty, lasts for 10 years, way longer than a marriage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, from my marriage I got my first STD. I know sexually transmitted debt. You can get it too. <laughs> my ex-husband had fifteen thousand dollars of credit card debt he didn't tell me about until three years into our marriage.
2: Ha ha ha
8: whoa I know that's real uh but sorry as I perspective no I just I don't even have credit cards anymore I'm too scared but so I smoke weed all the time for perspective that's good that's if you can see this is where we're cycling around today because this is more like therapy for me <laughs> I, have, I'm on Medi-Cal, I can't afford like a therapist <laughs> it's like you go talk to somebody like what is, I have a cat that's who I talk to anybody else talk to their cat People love their cats, any of you love your cats? Yeah! You gotta you gotta raise like one paw to the sky and bow it like the Chinese, right? Like forever loving the cats. Oh, love them. I do, I love my cat so much. And I know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked him. <laughs> Meaning that my cat loves the shit out of me. Or women actually taste like tuna. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Uh, but these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Yeah, that's ahi, not albacore, none of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. I am 43 years old, and I have never shaved or died this is just a, just to get intimate with you guys i didn't know because i didn't watch porn so when i was with my ex-husband when i shaved i thought it just meant like shaving the sides into like a triangle i didn't know you were actually supposed to shave your pussy lips until i was like 33. like until i, I was like you're supposed to do what what like remember in 1904 when you couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut, right and now if you don't shave from your toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl you're disgusting slut. It's just no one wants to sleep with you. Gillette, the best a man can get. I know I'll never be good enough. I'll never be good enough. Uh, did you guys hear about the new Gillette razor? 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable. So you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. Like, like Melania, like our first lady is so gorgeous. Right. But she's not good enough. Right. Like Melania. I don't know what her name is because she doesn't ever talk. So I don't know how she pronounces it. Do You know, like it's Melania. It's Melania. Melania. Melania I don't know either. I know she never talks. Do you know that she speaks four languages? She speaks German, Italian, French and English. Just speak in one language. Say something to ask any time, anything, say something. She doesn't say anything. But she's so skinny and pretty, like those are the only people people listen to, and she won't speak. So I'm. Mean, if she's not good enough, how am I ever gonna be good enough? Ah! Like she's from Slovenia or Slovakia, I don't know which country, but, but they both border Hungary, and she's fucking starving. <laughs> Do you know? She looks good when she frowns. Like, <laughs> she's so pretty. She's so pretty. I was wondering what her like first lady thing was gonna be, cause the first ladies always have a thing, right? And she's like, hers is like bullying. She's picked now, and of course, cause her husband's the biggest bully ever. But I was hoping that she would plagiarize Michelle Obama and like, you know, keep hating fat kids and be like, oh, school lunches are good and lower the salt and like, let's work out together. And so I thought that Melania was gonna champion bulimia <laughs> because it makes kids four times the consumer. Right, They consume four times the food. How good for America, right? And, and then she'll really be known as an environmentalist because she'll teach him to vomit into the composting. right? Like regurgitate, renew, recycle. We're going to use that on the grapes in Napa because the high acidity is going to be so good for that Pinot Noir. You know what I'm saying? Melaniani has got her fucking back. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this feminist joke. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. I think that's like the precept of feminism, although I don't—I don't really know a lot about it. I just read about it on the internet. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to my jokes. I've been Pam. This is Max. Yay!
3: All right, we got one more comedian for you guys, and I already forgot his name, so I feel kind of bad. <laughs> but uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. All right, <laughs> throwback. Yeah. Everybody welcome Burt, Bert Reynolds. <laughs> Thank you.
9: I am Burt Reynolds. It feels good to be the king. Uh, it's nice to see you guys. Thank you for coming out. Uh, I used to live in San Francisco. I now live in St. Louis, Missouri, not bragging. Uh, it's a great place. If you enjoy livestock and racism, uh, they have a lot of it there. Um, It's interesting. I don't don't know what to tell you. Like, I I lived here for five years, Uh, then I had to move. I had to move up very unexpectedly. I found out that my mom had leukemia, and I'm the oldest son, so I had to go back to Missouri to kind of help out with her. Uh, But I didn't plan on moving. I was just on vacation. Then I got this phone call. I had to come back, load everything I own into my van, and then drive it across the country in the most nerve-wracking drive possible because I drive a green, beat-up van with California plates – so I was terrified the police were going to pull me over, thinking I was trafficking marijuana. Because I was trafficking marijuana, <laughs> that that was my nest egg, that was my four twenty one okay package. I want to retire at some point in my life, but I, I get back to Missouri, and you know my family. I have a very close family. Like I have two cousins, two aunts. And a couple of uncles that smoke and drink too much and they're dead, right? So very close in the family. Everybody was kind of worried about me. They were hovering over me uh, because I like, like when I have a big problem, I like to drink. That's my thing. Like a big problem will come up. I'll get really fucked up. I'll wake up in the morning. I'll feel hung over as shit. I'll want to die. Then by three o'clock it passes and I'm ready to face the problem. Like, hey, we're lucky to be alive. Let's tackle this. Uh, and in Missouri, it's really bad because they are really big on the airplane bottles of liquor. Like whenever you go to a gas station in Missouri, there'll be like a big like drum full of shots and it's just like, you can get five for a dollar. And you're like, I'm at the adult Chuck E. Cheese. This is amazing. I want all the tokens. Right? But uh, the thing is, is they suck. Like if you do the airplane bottles of liquor, you feel like a scumbag because they make so much damn noise when you just like, man, are you kidding me? Like every time, it's like, I don't need to hear my sorrows drowning. I I just want to feel a little warmth, you know? And I was was out there for a little while and uh, I hit a deer, Uh, like I hit a deer. Like, I hit this deer so hard, it cut my radiator cap in half, right? Like, I nailed this deer, and I got out to look at it because I'm a curious person. I wanted to see, you know, what was going on, and I'm out there, and the deer's brain was leaking out of its head, and you would think if something's brain was leaking out of its head, it would be pretty quiet. (laughs) Like, that's an assumption. You don't... But this fuck, it's the middle of the night and this son of a bitch is out there. I'm like, your brain's leaking out of your head. I can't fucking fix you. Like, if you, you know, sprained your ankle, I've seen Homeward Bound. I'll patch you together and get you moving again. But your brain's out of your head. I don't have glue sticks. I don't shop at Target. I don't know what you want me to fucking do here, fella. Just die. Jesus. Right, And I go back and I, I tell that story. I call my buddies in California. And everyone in California always had the same reaction. They're always like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, I am fine. The deer is ruined. <laughs> but I am fine. Then I tell people that live in Missouri that story. And they're like, did you keep them? Like, <laughs> no, what am I going to do with a deer without a brain? I'm just going to bring him home to my mom's house, sit him on the couch, introducing my friends. Like, hey guys, this is Gumbo. He makes a lot of noise, but we could put a Santa hat and make some Instagram money from him. These dumb fucks will think he's a reindeer. No problem at all. We could spray paint some dots on him. I think they have dots. But I was struggling. I had to figure out what I was going to do for money. Uh, I've done comedy is my main source of income for a long time and when I moved I didn't have any bookings lined up so I had to like like look into getting a real job and in San Francisco that's not a bad idea because there's so many creative jobs out there with night like you can make your own hours right run it from your cell phone like we'll give you free tokens to the meditation slash jerk off booth just we want you to be at ease right <laughs> Missouri doesn't have any of that. Missouri's just like, we got a lot of hours. Like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, a lot of hours? You want to work 65 hours, you can't. uh I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what if I came in and I bought everybody McDonald's and, like, high five some people, and then I left? Would you give me, like, eight bucks? Like, would that, would that be cool? We need you to work a lot of hours. All right, I'll just... It's, I wrote my resume in crayon. Just, just call me, I guess. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I don't have a lot of usable skills in like, you know, in the dumb land as I call it, the dumb land. it's like Missouri. It's like, what do you guys like to do? Do you guys like art? We like to drive in the mud and shoot animals. Like, okay, well, uh, this is art. Uh, so, I mean, like, what am I gonna? I'm like, I'm good at talking to the people in the dark. That's that's what they're like well we're opening up a glory hole and we've got some ideas you might be perfect for us. That's terrible. And I thought about jobs that I used to do right before I did comedy I used to deliver pizza. Uh, I had to resign. Yeah. I was getting so high I was showing up without the pizza kind of a key part of the pizza delivery job there. Just ringing doorbells like, you guys the Johnsons? I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, 10 minutes. It'll be hot. Why is your kid crying? Fuck, we just we're doing belly to belly verification system. There's internet hackers. Those fucking Russians. They got everybody. All right. but then I was, I was like, man, I really like a big pile of money. Right. Like I watch DuckTales like I want to swim in some money, kind of a money. And if you want to make money, as we all know, being in San Francisco, you make your own app. Boom. You got Scrooge McDuck money. And I was and I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, I'll make an app. I'll make like an Uber thing for your litter box. Like you set your litter box outside. Someone, you know, steals your poo and then we give it back to you. Boom. That's an app right there. How about that? Let's fucking make it, right? How hard could it be to make an app? (laughs) Uh, Pretty fucking hard. You got to learn another language and it's got symbols and slashes in it and shit. (laughs) I can't make an app. But I could steal somebody else's app and repurpose it, right? Like uh, right now I'm working on Airbnb and bring it. (laughs) Right? Where you show up for a discounted room but you got to fist fight another guy to actually like get it. (laughs) Right? And if you get knocked out you can't stay at my mom's house you got to go somewhere else. Right, go to the Red Roof Inn and get you some fucking bedbugs for forty-five dollars. That's what you're getting, the Red Roof Inn with that weird waitress that's got the peg leg. Yeah, tell Beth I said hi. But I, I worked through it, just getting stuff going. Started uh, dating a young young lass, not like super, young, not like fourteen, like appropriate age just trying to sound romantic, a young lass. Uh, it was it was going really good. I really liked her personality. I thought she was really spot on. She handled people well. She was good around children, right? She was an animal lover. Uh, and I went over to her place. You know, I saw where she dwells. Uh, doesn't live with her mom. Big surprise. Yeah, I brought over flowers. Like, where's your mom at? Oh, these are for you then. How about that? <laughs> Uh, and it, everything was going good uh, until her Rottweiler bit and attacked me. Uh, so now it's like, like every time I want to go to her place, it's like, I'm like, like, is Cujo out? Like, do we, <laughs> do you have any biscuits I could give him at least? am not even talking dog treats, I'm like real biscuits. Like, I want to dry his mouth out so he can't <laughs> bite me anymore. And uh, it didn't, it didn't work out. And that's that's when I realized, like, I kind of look back at my dating, like, history, and I realized, like, one of the hardest things to do in your life is to tell somebody something that they don't want to hear. Like, and you know that they don't want to hear that. That is a fucking life speed bump right there. So, you know, pull out your baseball glove because I'm going to drop some knowledge. <laughs> that's the hardest thing. It's hard, you know, especially that when you get older and you want to disconnect from a relationship. When you're younger, it's easy. You just go on Facebook, you call him a whore, you fucking close it, end of the day. (laughs) Fucking, that's what's up, yeah. That's why you didn't get Christmas gifts, bitch. Like you could be really immature and inappropriate, but when you get older, it's not necessarily this anger that's associated with it. You just disconnect because you can realistically stand back and like look at the math and just be like, ah, this isn't good for me. Like, you know, you're a good person. You know, you have good taste in movies. You're very friendly to the wait staff when we go out to eat, right? That's a big plus. <laughs> Nobody wants to be with somebody who's like, "Where's my water? You're a bitch. Why is your ass so fat?" Like, all right, let's just like we came to Denny's. We knew some of these things were going to be there before we got up. <laughs> but it's it's hard to weigh those good qualities, right? You do the math. Like, well, yeah, okay, you're a good person. You know, you're attractive. You're not mean to the wait staff, but. You drink your own pee and sleep in a coffin. I can't do this. All right. I have not seen this episode of Dr. Phil yet. Uh, but if you want to call the number and maybe give me a TV credit, I could stick it out for a couple months. I could <laughs> I could try. But one of the things I did when I first moved out there, I reconnected uh with a woman that I used to date. And it was it was really horrible because she was like one of the most beautiful people that i've ever dated like in my entire like life like she's the one like i thought about when i was like you know fighting myself if you want to put it that way <laughs> and it was it was bad because it was mentally like horrible structure like she slapped me around and like fucking do all this crazy but i was like you know i work construction so i was like all right charlie slow down like you know and rattling me but uh there was just so much sex that I just didn't care about everything else. Like, all right, fuck. You know, Who cares? You know, you want to fucking spit at me? That's fine. Sex is good. I'm on board. I'll stick it out for a while. And like, there was a lot of sex. Like, one time we had sex seven times in one day. And again, I don't say that as a bragging standpoint. I say that from a shock standpoint. Because I smoke weed and drink whiskey and smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Like, I live my life in fear of steps, let alone... Having said, so if you, you know, really put your mind to your dreams, you can't accomplish anything. You got to be just, you know, the Navy SEAL of being a loser and just <laughs> just keep your head above water. And we, we hung out a bunch and like a two, like I, I reconnected with her two weeks. Everything was intense. Then I didn't hear from her for three days. She wasn't answering my calls, my text messages. Right. So then finally I called her and she picked up and she's like, hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, are you OK? Like, Is everything all right? And she's like, well, we got to sit down and talk about some things. And I was like, well, that's strange if you're in a car accident. Uh, So I showed up to the Applebee's, which is where we went. We're very classy people. We want to eat with the bees. Bees are very important these days. (laughs) Didn't have the money for Olive Garden, so we went to the Applebee's. That's, uh, in Missouri, that's what we call uh, romancing a lady, a young lass. Well, when we sat down, it was a, this is a true story. She actually she told me she was in the hospital because she tried to kill herself. She tried to hang herself because she was getting drunk all the time. And I kind of had, like, realized that. Like, like it's it, you know, you do the airplane bottles of liquor, as we talked about, right, which is okay. You're just trying to pregame. You're trying to party. But when you have, like, a grocery bag full of them, you're like, are you... You a distributor? Like, why would you have that many? Who needs 34 tiny shots of fireball? Like, are we going on the Oregon Trail? Are we going to the movie in a covered wagon? Why would we need this many shots? But I I was like, well, that's that's really horrible. Like, Like, what happened? She was like, well, I tried to hang myself. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, well, okay, but you survived, obviously. Like, did you, like like wiggle out of it or like, did you cut yourself down? I haven't heard a lot of good, you know, after effects of this particular method of, you know, not being around anymore. And she was like, no, 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 it was like, I just, you know, I I was in it and then my husband found me and you know, he kind of cut me down. And I was just like, we're learning a lot about each other today. Like, I don't know if you're aware of that. Like, Okay, well, I'm a comedian. I've got to make this dark. What's the funny angle of uh, I don't want to be alive anymore? Well, I think for me the funny angle is, is that in the 34 years of dating, no one's ever sat me down at an Applebee's and said, look, it's not you, it's me, and I fucking believe them. I'm like, you know what? This time, I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me. Got a hunch. But I'm on my friend as Facebook. You know, I'm out there fucking, you know? Very hard to have. Like, like if you ever have somebody... Uh, important do you try to kill themselves you want to wait till you're kind of like at the later part in dinner because then you can just be like well we should have a couple of drinks or you know you you have some wiggle room but like when it's like the first thing you guys are talking about and you're still waiting for like you know salad (laughs) it's kind of just like the salad's taking a while to get here Yep, just waiting for my croutons. Only part of the salad I like. Are you a member to the Applebee's Rewards Club? (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The last thing I'll tell you before I get out of here is that uh, my cousin's a hillbilly. Uh, He is. He's a full-blown, legitimate hillbilly, and I know this uh, because when we were playing Xbox Live, he was like, holy shit, my goats got out. I'll be right back. And I'm like, you are a hillbilly, sir. And it's not like he has goats because he's making some kind of weird, like, organic cheese. He's like, Jordan, why do you have goats? They eat the brush. Like, all right, that's they eat the brush. All right, but he, he always... Like, gets on my case. Like, we do family functions. And I think completely opposite than him. Like, there's something about him that, like, right before we start eating, he wants to yell out whatever he's Like, I ain't watching football anymore. Nope, they're insulting the troops. Did the goats get out? Like, why are you so angry? I don't know. And he'll always, you know, no matter what, I back our boys and blues police officers. It's a hard job. I got nothing but respect for them. Like, we were asking you if you wanted mashed potatoes. Why would you <laughs> yell about But then he, he'll do now the, the counter-argument, like the weird, I can't believe this Florida shooting thing, this is bullshit. I mean, I can't believe these kids would sign up to give away their Second Amendment rights. Like, they don't even understand the Constitution. At the Second Amendment rights, or we have the right to possess firearms in case the government gets too crazy and we could rise up against them. Yeah, and shoot all the troops and police officers. Like that. Like I played a lot of video games. You don't just walk up to the boss, you gotta shoot the minions. Like what? Are you gonna, do you think people are gonna look back at that, back to 2020, when your great grandfather fought against his own people to defend his rights and ideals? Now put that goddamn Tide pod in your mouth. Put it in there. It's a challenge, son. You want to be a Batman or not? And it's like, really like, how is that still an argument that we're gonna overthrow the government? We're gonna, like, when? (laughs) We've got air conditioning and Netflix. Nobody is overthrowing shit (laughs) as long as those two things are around. How are you gonna organize the overthrowing of the government? Do you just get a Facebook event notification? Hey, me and Ray were thinking about going down to the bowling alley and bringing our guns. You know what I mean? Like, You couldn't get eight people to join your softball team. Nobody's going to show up to fight each other. All right. All right. Well, anyways, that's it for me. Thank you very much for coming out. You have a good night.
3: Keep it going for Burt Reynolds. I love it. I'm not going to lie, I have never seen a Burt Reynolds movie, so I don't know what his credits are. <laughs> uh, all right, that's, that's our show. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
10: 473 hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you.
11: Coming at snitches, hitting switches, going
10: Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton contessa and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com